0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Oilers pour into the offensive zone, right to left, in front. Jump score! Connor McDavid, on a bouncing puck, is able to score in the first 20 seconds. Edmonton 1, Chicago nothing. he go go Koskinen, chipped up the middle, and McDavid flying around, monitor the net. Back score! Connor McDavid's got two. Now it's chase off. With Nugent Hopkins on that side, he'll fire behind the net. McDavid trying to center it, scored. He threw it between Keith, between Crawford's legs. And Edmonton leads it 4-3 on Connor McDavid's first NHL hat trick in the postseason.
1: Yeah, it was a fun game to watch uh, last night. Certainly much better than Saturday's Saturday's game, wasn't it? Uh, Connor McDavid notching his first postseason hat trick, as you heard Jackie Michaels tell us right there. Uh, Last night as the, uh, well, yeah, postseason hat trick as the uh, Oilers down the Blackhawks 6-3 to tie their play-in round of the Western Conference playoffs at one game apiece. Uh, Game three going tomorrow, 8.30. And Game 4 will be played on Friday. You'll hear it right here on 630 Chat. I'm thrilled to have our next guest with us. He was the Oilers' first-ever NHL draft selection, a six-time Stanley Cup winner, recently named to the Hockey Hall of Fame as part of the 2020 class and is currently the vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group. Welcome to the show, Kevin Lowe. Hey, Kevin.
0: Hey, Jillian. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Well, much better after last night. <laughs> I can say that yeah.
1: much. <laughs> so tell me, tell me where your head's at uh, with you know what you saw on Saturday compared to what you saw last night.
0: Well, uh, you know, unfortunately, you need games like Saturday, I guess, uh, for course corrections. Um, they played well in the exhibition game against Calgary, but that's you know just one game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, lots of kudos to Chicago. Taves uh, and Kane are pretty scary a duo to, to play against. And uh, I knew it wasn't going to be an easy series by any stretch, but uh, it, it looked like the, the players right out of the gate last night realized, you know, the severity of things to go down 0-2, uh, you know, could be dreadful and and really uh, hurt their chances of moving forward. So they went after it. They got it. They got some good saves by Koskinen, and of course, Connor had a magnificent game. And. And now they're in, in, uh, you know, back to square one, I guess. Can't let their guard down because uh, Chicago will come out hard tomorrow.
1: Um, when you take a look at uh, Connor McDavid last night, I think I like Connor when he's a little ticked off at things and he seems a little, uh, well, more feisty uh, than than normal. Um, but boy, oh boy, take a look at that second goal from last night. It was just pure magic to watch it. You're a defenseman. How in the world does anyone try to defend against moves like that, Kevin? Oh,
0: just, <laughs> I mean, he, he blows by guys as if they're, you know, they're, they're standing still and, and he's going full speed it's uh, I don't I mean the only player I could compare in my day would have been Val, uh, would have been Pavel Bure I guess with that kind of speed and uh, uh, my tendency was to really back up on them and hope I could block the <laughs> shot and before you know they tried to shoot it but yeah, uh, he had a heck of a game and yeah he was he had his game face on but that's what it takes mm-hmm. to win in the playoffs you got it's, a, it's completely different than the regular season you got to You got to add a little sandpaper to your game and you have to you know you recognize that the opposition wanted as badly as you do so you got to make sure that your uh, your energy level and your your determination is at the highest
1: Kevin Lowe joining us this afternoon Uh, going back to that Saturday game which uh, you know was uh, hurt on so many levels for for a lot of folks out there when a team loses like that in a game as important as what we're in right now, Kevin. um, What does that do to a team? And and how? what would it sound like in a dressing room after something like that? And how do you put your game face back on and and get back out there? Like, I, I just would love to be a fly on whatever dressing room wall that they're in at that time.
0: Well... Uh, by a lot of the, the responses to the media re- uh, questions afterwards and, and again uh, the day after or, or two days after, um, uh, I think they all realized that no one was without fault in that particular game. So it's not like anyone is sitting around going, well, I did my job. No. I think they all had their moments where they, they didn't do their job. And uh, you recognize as a team that's that's the positive. You know that you haven't played well. You lost the hockey game, but you know if you improve in in your performance, you become you know tighter, less mistakes. You heard Dave Tippett talk about that. Uh, and then um, you know you you obviously have the experience from the previous game to realize what you have to improve on. And uh, you know the best thing is that they went out and got a win. So now they know that okay. That's the template that they need to do, throw out every night. And, and even when you do do that, there's no guarantee you're going to win, but at least it gives you your best opportunity. Uh, but the players would be more disappointed in themselves than, than really, I guess in some ways mad at themselves, but just disappointed that they it's such an important time that uh, they didn't have their A game. But it happens. It, you know, it, it mm-hmm. happened with our championship teams. Uh, it happens with everyone. It's not like they weren't ready and you know didn't want to win it's just that they didn't you know perhaps their the recognition of 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 the importance of every little play within the game uh they weren't at that level you know they're maybe at at regular season level and at, at, at playoff level you need to raise it that much more
1: you've had uh you've played in many playoff games you know you did over over your career and of course this is so different just all the circumstances around this with the pandemic with the with the bubble all of that, um, you know, not being able to go to your back to your own home, sleep in your own bed, be with your own, you know, people, your dog, whatever it is, um, can you even fathom what it's like for them right now?
0: Well, uh, no, I can't. Um, <laughs> I think the one that would jump out for me the most was the fact that you don't have the energy of the building, you know, either yes. on the road or at home. Yes. Um, that that would be, you know, generally in the playoffs, you lock it down anyhow. And when when all the years that I played, uh, even at the time when I had started to have a family, uh, you know, it was the family didn't get a lot of my attention uh, <laughs> when playoffs were on. Uh, a lot of times I would just go stay in a hotel because uh, mm. you need your rest. You know, you need your you know, 100% focus. So So the lockdown of the bubble, I don't think, is such a big thing, but... Really, the the fact that you don't have the energy of a sold-out building, with especially in Edmonton where it can be so so amazing for the home team with the fans cheering, what have you. It's you know feel badly for them, but clearly the way everybody's playing, uh, it looks like it looks like the Stanley Cup playoffs, and yeah. uh, certainly the players realize that at the end of this, within the next couple months, if all goes well, someone's going to be hoisting the Stanley Cup and Really, uh, there's going to be no asterisks beside it. Uh, it'll be mm-hmm. a Stanley Cup like like all others.
1: Kevin, you talk about the energy in the building and, you know, the difference this year with the way that the setup is there. And, you know, for, for us fans who are in uh, that building during a during a playoff game or when it's, you know, just a really high-energy game, you know, that feeling for us is absolutely, you know, phenomenal. When you talk about feeding off that, for you know, as a, as a player, how much do you really feed off of it?
0: Oh, quite a bit, I'd say... Jalen you know um it was always uh we never had uh, I'd say we never had the loudest building in the league during the regular season but for whatever reason come playoff time uh things changed and um uh, you know if if and and you know Edmonton fans historically um you know they just want to see hard work and a good effort mm-hmm. and uh, our understanding if the team doesn't win but uh so you know, generally you get that from the players—a uh, solid effort. I mean, obviously you're playing for the Stanley Cup, so everyone's throwing everything at it, and uh, you know the fans see that and and uh, and and you know sort of give back in terms of the response in spades. So it it, it it's not like we're—it's unique in Edmonton. I think most buildings, uh, you know, offer up that. Stanley Cup excitement within the building, but for whatever reason, our building in the last you know 20 years is, has been one of the loudest, which which is exciting for the players. But this time around, will be it's going to be different. But at the end of the day, and I've seen a lot of you know social media on it where the fans are letting the players know, hey, we're 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 watching. Clearly, the, mm-hmm. the 50-50. There was lots of people watching the game <laughs> last night because, by the sounds of the 50-50, it's you know setting records. So that's pretty cool too.
1: Isn't that amazing? Over $3 million last night. Just absolutely uh, phenomenal. We're going to be talking with Natalie Minkler coming up a little later on in the show. Uh, Kevin, I, I thank you so much for making time for us this afternoon. Before I let you go, I want to get your idea, your thoughts on when you're watching the game, the broadcast that you're seeing, Yes, yeah, it's very different. Or maybe you're listening um, to, to Jack and, and Bob, knowing all of the changes, all of the challenges that they've had to deal with in, in getting those broadcasts out, um, your thoughts on that? I, I've been I've been pretty impressed with what I've what I've seen and what I've heard so far. Uh,
0: and likewise, Jaylen, I have as well. I've, I've you know the NHL uh, from the television side, um, it's the, the the coverage has been fantastic. And and really, at the end of the day, other than you know the 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 the, 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 the shots that pan out a bit and you see the covered up seats and what have you. Uh, it, 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 I mean, it, it really doesn't seem to be that much different. So uh, kudos to them. Uh, of course, Jack and, and Bob always bring the energy. So uh, <laughs> uh, they don't need the fans, right? They're their, their entertainment themselves, those two. But uh, yeah, they, it's you know, it's a different time. One of my daughters said, I don't think I've ever watched a Stanley Cup playoff game in my bikini. <laughs> so, uh, I think a lot of people are having fun with it, and, and uh, it's coming at a good time when uh, Lord knows when uh, things are going to change with relative to the pandemic. But hopefully this will be a little bit of a nice break for everyone to be able to watch hockey, and hopefully the Oilers can go a long way.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, the Hall of Fame announcement uh, came at just uh, at the end of uh, at the end of June, Kevin. It was a long time coming, and congratulations. I haven't a- been able to say that to you in person, but has it set in yet about what's happened and uh, that that it's finally happened?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it was <laughs> very exciting when it did happen, and I'm still, you know, extremely thankful and excited about it all, and whatever. It, as you know, someone said, "Are you disappointed that it, you know it might not actually take place in November, or it'll be it's going to be in all likelihood postponed to a later date?" And I said, "Well, technically, I'm in already, even though we haven't had the official ceremony. So <laughs> that all—that's all that matters, you know. Uh, I, I never felt uh, like I necessarily was a hall of famer, but I'm really, uh, really just uh, over the moon about it, and, and very thankful that." Um, you know, my years of playing professional have been recognized, and and uh, I can get in there with some of my old mates.
1: Absolutely, uh, Kevin. Just want to say thanks again. All the best to you and and Karen right now. Looking forward to having our paths cross uh, sometimes in the f- sometime in the future. And uh, again, we're all just cheering on the Oilers. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon.
0: Great to talk with you, Jaylen. Have a great day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you too. Kevin Lowe joining me this afternoon, the vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group taking time out of uh, his day to check in as we move forward to Game 3 tomorrow, 8.30 on 6.30 JED. Game 4 will be played on Friday. We're expecting to find out what time sometime tomorrow. We'll let you know what uh, that sounds like and what that means for uh, for your coverage right here on this radio station jack and bob be calling the game once again and what about that 50 50 draw wasn't that crazy oh my gosh what was it 3.2 3.4 3.5 million dollars and you know it's just going to get bigger and bigger what is it about edmonton what is it about alberta that loves our 50 50s doesn't matter if it's at a cfl game and now the hockey game absolutely phenomenal as i told uh, kevin and as you heard we'll be talking with the edmonton oilers community foundation